So it's great to see everybody. Why we look great from here, you know? We're in uh, the Word this morning. Um, we're finishing off this little series um, we've done in 2 Peter uh, 3. Um, that just Let me just read a couple of verses from there. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. And we've been kind of picking up on this theme that actually God has called us to be a particular type of people, that God has called us to live in a particular kind of way, that we're not just uh, free to live uh, any way that we want to, but actually we are called to walk in accordance with Him and His plan and purpose for our lives and seek to do that. And we talked about how we were set apart and how we're living with a divine perspective, that we're looking forward to the coming of Jesus. Jesus, that these songs that we sing and try and sing with passion and verve are only, the, only like that really because we believe Jesus is coming again. Otherwise, it'd be a bit flat, wouldn't it? If all we had to look forward to was each other, I say that kindly, it'd be a bit flat. But when we have in our hearts the sense of God speaking into our lives and revealing himself to us, then it brings joy into our hearts. We begin to live with a bigger perspective. And that's what it means. And I want to talk today about being people of faith, about people who carry faith in our hearts. Um, 1 Peter 1 says, though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him. Come on, church, that's who we are, isn't it? You believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy, for you're receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. We believe in him, and it changes our lives and our experience. Anybody know what I'm talking about today? We believe in him, and it, it, it fills up within us and overflows out of us. We believe in him, and it changes the perspective of our lives. We are the people of faith. We are people of faith in Christ Jesus and who he is and what he's done in our lives. And the Apostle Paul picks up this theme in Galatians 2, and I want to speak out of Galatians 2 verse 20 today. And uh, it says this, I've been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith. In the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. We could just finish there, couldn't we? I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Come on, church. That's the experience that we have. Christ lives in us. And the life I live in the body, I now live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. What a great place to be in the house this morning. To be part of the fact that Christ loves us and gave himself for me. That Christ lives in us. We live by faith in him. And I want to try and pack that for us this morning. What does it mean for us to live by faith? What does it mean for us to be the people who believe in Jesus Christ? What does it mean for us to take hold of it? See, it's more, see, living by faith is different to having faith. Lots of people have faith, but not everybody lives by it. Do you know what I mean? It's easy to believe, but it's different to say, actually, I live by faith in the Son of God. I live by that. That's something that that stirs my heart. It's more than being convinced that Jesus was a good person who has some interesting things to say. It's more than just recognizing that uh, uh, we want to try and uh, follow nice kind of teachings and stuff. Actually, living by faith is about being the kind of people who have set their lives on the person of Jesus Christ. And who say, this is my identity. This is what I'm about. This is who I'm following. This is what I'm trying to take hold of. I am a child of God. I'm a friend of Jesus Christ. Well, that was a bit wobbly then, just And that's who God's called us to be, to live by faith. I want to ask you today, are you believing or are you living by faith? Hello? I want to stir it up today. 
don't know about you, but I want to stir up the Spirit of God in this house. I want to stir up the faith of God's people. I want to stir up the expectation of what God can do in us and through us because God is alive in His church. God is alive in His people. I don't want to hype it up. I'm sick of hype. Do you know what? I get cross every day at hype, don't you? You know the Lego movie when they sing, everything is awesome. It feels like the world is just crying out, everything is awesome. And friends, I don't know about you, but it seems clear to me that everything is not awesome. But for people who live by faith, we have to say, you know what? It might not be awesome. There might not be any fruit on the vine. There might not be any cattle in the stores. There might not be any crops in the field. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord my God. The sovereign Lord has made my feet like the feet of a deer and I'll climb the mountains. And worship him. Why? Because I believe in Christ Jesus who changes things. And that's the faith that we want to live by. I want to live by faith in the Son of God. Oh, I don't want to get off the point this morning. But I discovered something this week. The devil wants to keep me in fear. Fear of things. Fear of people. Fear of the unknown. It came to me like a revelation as I sat alone with the Lord this week. When we sing it, I'm no longer a slave to fear. But hey, some of us are frightened stiff. Because fear erodes faith, church. Fear robs us of the faith in God. I want to say, some of you are going to get released from fear today. God's on the case. Come on, he wants to set you free from it. He wants to break its hold deep within your heart and pull it out of you so that you can have faith in who God is. Because we are people of faith, not fear. Come on, church. Let it rise up. I tell you what, the Holy Spirit wants to work this morning. I'm just convinced of it. Because God's been working in me all week. And so I want to let it go this morning. Are you ready for it to flood out? Come on. Let's get some expectation. I tell you, God wants to deal with fear in your life this morning. He wants to replace it with an image of who he is, of the greatness of God. I want to talk about what it means to live by faith. I haven't even set my clock to tell me how long I'm going to preach. I do it every week. I put it there and go, okay. And then I forget to press the button. So my wife will tell me now. Listen, I want to remind you of what it means to be, believe, what it means to live by faith. First, it means this. We believe in the Son of God. We believe in Jesus Christ. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. What a summary of the gospel. Who Jesus is, he is the Son of God. He is God himself. He is divine. He is the one who lives on high. He is the one who fills the whole earth with his glory and his splendor. When, they, uh, when he asked Peter who the people said he was, they said, oh, you're a good teacher or a prophet. Some say you're even somebody raised from the dead. And then he said, but Peter, who do you think I am? And he said, you are Christ, the son of the living God. And he said, blessed are you because this revelation has come from the spirit. How many of you know God wants to reveal something by his spirit in your life today? Wants to reveal something of who God is. We, we believe in Christ and who he is. We believe in what he's like. It shows us what he's like. It says we believe he is the son of God. I believe my life I live. I live by faith in the son of God who loved me. Friends, you've got to get your faith around a God who loves you, a God who thinks you're precious, a God who loves and delights in who you are and what you've done and where you're going and he's put into your life everything. He doesn't despise you. He doesn't think you're weak. He doesn't think you're uh, just full of failure. He loves you. How Jesus could have condemned me. How about you? 
Jesus could say, well, Dave, you're the one exception to this gospel. But the Bible said he loved me. So I want you to know this morning, God loves you no matter what's going on in your life and in your situation. This is what we believe, that God loves us. 1 John 4 verse 9, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. Now that's love, isn't it? See, God loves us. We've got to believe that he loves us. So often we can be a slave to fear because we forget that he loves us. We think that his love's conditional. We think that his love is about how we are operating and how he treats us. But actually, you know what? He loves us, period. He's for us. And then we believe in the Son of God who gave himself for us. Paul says, you gave himself for me. He says, you know, there's such personal feeling in it. I believe in this Jesus Christ who loved me and gave himself for me. What a personal faith. Friends, see, that's what it means to start. That's the starting point of living by faith. If you're not a Christian here today, our call to you is not to believe in us because we'll let you down. We're human. We're broken. We're weird. Trust me. But we believe in Jesus, the Savior of the world, the Son of God, who loves us and you, and who gave himself for you to make a way that you might know God through his death on the cross. The only thing we have to preach is Christ crucified, a stumbling block to many people who want wisdom and who want signs and who want evidence. But for us who believe Christ, the power and the wisdom of God, we preach Christ this morning. We believe he is the son of God. Secondly, we live by faith. It means we live with a different vision of what the world is all about. Hebrews 11 verse 1. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance in what we do not see. Friends, we are people who have to see differently as believers of Christ. Friends, I'm telling you, we've got to start to see differently. Because if we don't start to see differently, then before long, the circumstances that surround our lives and the things that come against us will rob us of faith. Hello. Come on, church. You can talk to me today. If that's your experience, give me a little wave. Go on. We can find that situation. All of a sudden, we find ourselves far from God. We find ourselves thinking, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's going on, Lord? What's happening, God? Where are you, God? Why? Because we're looking by, not by faith, but by sight. See, the Bible says we don't live by sight. We live by faith. And yet, let's be honest, church. Many of us are focused on what we can see with our eyes, not with our spirit. And so, therefore, the enjoyment of our lives is determined not by what God is revealing in the spirit or by what we can learn to see beyond the visible, but we, we, we get focused on what is visible. It's a great story about this in the Old Testament. The prophet Elisha is in a city called Dothan and wakes up one morning and the enemies, the Arameans are there, hundreds, tens of thousands of them. And his servant cries out. And Elisha's looking pretty cool and relaxed about it, which is a bit annoying. You know, annoying when someone else has greater spiritual vision than you. Because their reality is a different reality to yours. Don't you hate that? Just me. And his servant starts running around going, oh, look, 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 oh, oh, look, 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 the enemies, the people, they're going to overthrow us, everything's going to go. And Elisha just looks at him calmly and says, don't worry. What's happened? Fear has come into his life. Fear has come in and robbed him of confidence in the plan and purposes of God for himself and God's people. I tell you, friends, that happens all the time. 
And people begin to say, what's happening, Lord? Where are you, God? What's going on, God? And Elisha prays this other prayer. says, Lord, open his eyes. Let him see beyond what that is and see what's happening. And all of a sudden, this young servant boy all of a sudden has a revelation in the spirit and he sees the armies of the God of Israel surrounding them like a mighty host. Don't you wish we could see that this morning? Come on. Come on, Lord, just open the skies. See, God has a plan and a purpose, and his army is working to fulfill that purpose in this world. And sometimes we need to fix our eyes on the purposes of God. We need to say, you know what? I'm as confident in what I believe in. And this doesn't look too good, but I know someone who is good. This doesn't look that I can fix this, but I believe in a God in heaven who has my life in the palm of his hand and who works everything for good of those who love him, for those who are called according to his will and purpose. Therefore, I'm going to be okay in this. And even though I walk through the valley, we're getting rowdy, come on, that's fine. Even though I walk through the valley, I'm going to be okay because he is with me. See, it's faith perspective. And so we have to live with a different vision. Now, I know we know this stuff, but church, honestly, I've been in church all my life, and I've just, I've been a pastor for 30 years or something like that. I can't remember how long. seems a long time. And I know even in my life, I, I, can, I can miss it, friend. I can get overwhelmed by fear. So I'm guessing, maybe some of you, I know you're not as sinful as me, you lot. Honestly, I understand that. But I guess even some of us struggle with faith sometimes. To have a different perspective, to say, Lord, I'm going to see what you see. I'm going to open. See, the Bible encourages us to do that. It tells us again and again to fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. How do we do that? Well, to fix our eyes on what is unseen, we have to start to see the promises of God in front of the circumstances that are right there. We have to start to declare the truth of who God is in our lives, even when we can't see it. That's living by faith, not by sight. Church, we have to remember that. Honestly, there is, there is a great need in our world today for the church to live by faith, not by sight. For us to see beyond the immediate, for us to see beyond the circumstantial, for us to see beyond the environment that so overwhelms us. Friends, the environment is not that worse than it's ever been. Sometimes we talk about the world as if it's the worst world in the world. Oh, things are going. Friends, things have been a lot worse. So we need to fix our eyes on what is true and what is noble and what is pure and what is good. We need to fix our eyes on Jesus Christ raised from the dead. We need to fix our eyes on a sacrifice that has been made for us to come into the presence of God and say, I'm no longer a slave, but I'm a child of God. What a radical interpretation of life that is. Why? Because there's faith in the house. So I want to tell you, what are you believing today? What are you living with a different vision today? To believe is to have a different vision. Thirdly, to believe is to trust God in every situation. It's to live by faith. Paul writes from prison to Timothy, his spiritual son. He says, I'm suffering, yet this is no cause for shame because I know whom I have believed. And I am convinced that he is able to keep, to guard what I have trusted to him until that day. Man, he could, have been, he could have been a bit more miserable, couldn't he? I'm in prison. I'm quite frankly, I'm saying, where, where are you, Lord? And hey, there are other days when Paul does say that. 
says, Lord, I'm even despairing of life here. But he, he also then pulls himself up. You see, it's not that we can't fit. I'm not, I'm not trying to say we don't have these feelings. We artificially say, oh, no, I'm never troubled by doubt or fear in any way whatsoever. Because let's be honest, that would be a bit unrealistic, wouldn't it? It's when we do get those feelings, we say, hey, Lord, hey, I'm feeling this, Lord, but you know what? I choose to put my trust in you. Because actually, even in the midst of the storm, I believe you are with me. Even in the midst of the circumstance, I believe that you got... So, Lord, I'm going to trust you, even though I don't like this situation. Joseph was in prison. Was it 14 years, we think, waiting for the fulfillment of the dream that God had given him. Don't tell me about three years in, he didn't start to have doubts. He didn't wake up every day going, Hallelujah, another day in jail. Praise the Lord. How many of us would have been two days in? Okay, God, I expected the prison to open last night. What's going on? Peter walked out. Why can't I? See, that's the question, isn't it? Don't you think? We, we live our lives comparing ourselves with everybody else. And actually God says, I'm, I'm just trusting you to, to put up with this, Joseph. I'm trusting you to hold on to the dream. Yeah, I know it's been a long dream. Moses in the wilderness, 40 years. Did you really call me God? Did you really put that in my heart, God? I, all I'm now doing is, is, is looking after sheep in a desert that nobody cares about. I don't really know where I'm going to go. Sometimes you find yourself in a desert that nobody cares about looking after sheep, going, where are you, God? But living by faith says, hey, you know what? I am confident of what I do not see. It's a challenge, isn't it? I don't know about you, but living by faith is hard, isn't it? It's easy just to live by sight, isn't it? It's easy to be rejoicing when, you know, if that, if that verse in uh, Haggai said, oh, there's money in the bank and there's food in the barn and the crops are overflowing and the vines have got 15 bottles of wine every night. Let's rejoice in the Lord our Savior. Hey, I'm in. Let's have a party. Come on. But that's not faith, is it? Now, sometimes life's like that and we can enjoy it. I trust him in every situation. See, it's easy to say that here in Curzon Street, in Derby, England. It's hard maybe to say it at work tomorrow when the pressure's on. At the doctor's this week when it's bad news. At the graveside when you're saying goodbye to a loved one. In the treatment room when things aren't going the way you wanted them to. In the solicitors when families are broken up. See, it's then we have to trust. Living by faith is just as important then as it is today. In fact, it might even be slightly more important. Lord, I'll trust you. I don't know what's happening, Lord. I'm not sure. I can't see how this is working out. But God, I believe that your word says, Lord, whatever happens, I'm okay. I believe, Lord, that you say uh, that I can be content in every and any situation. I can do all this through you who give me strength. And so I'm going to declare your presence in my life. The secret to that is understanding that those who know your name trust in you, Lord, for you have never forsaken those who seek you. One of my favorite verses in the Bible, Psalm 9, verse 10. For those who know your name will trust in you, Lord, for, uh, for you have never forsaken those who seek you. You see, the more you know of the Lord, the more you understand who the Lord is, the greater your dependence upon him.
The greater the way that you can stand in strength and in faith, even in the midst of circumstances. Because you discover that he is God. You discover that he does love you. You discover that he has made a way for you to enter into life. And faith rises up in you and you begin to speak out the glory and the peace of God. You're able to declare, and we know in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who've been called according to his purpose. Why? Because faith rises up. Friends, we're called to live with that kind of faith. Living by faith isn't just, well, maybe God, will, maybe God will turn up. Living by faith is, hey, I believe that God will turn up, and even if he doesn't, I'm still going to believe. That's what it's about. It's what we're called to. We've got to be honest enough to say, hey, I need to step into that. I need to take hold of that. And then finally, living by faith is acting in response to what we believe. There comes a time when we have to act in response to the faith. You know, if you start to believe in Jesus Christ this morning, if you've started to come to call him Lord, then there comes a time when you have to do something about that. You have to say, Lord, I repent of my sin and I follow you. I choose to change the way I live because I believe in who you are. Because faith has come. You're going to have to live by faith, not just have faith. That's what it means to follow Christ, to live by faith. But it's true for all of us. We have to say, Lord, I choose to live differently. I choose to act because you have faith. Lord, I choose to pray. You know, prayer to God is one of the greatest acts of faith you'll ever have. Sitting down on your own, speaking to the Lord. It's a, it's a demonstration of faith, isn't it? Right there. Hebrews 11, verse 6. Anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. That's what prayer is about. See, prayerlessness, don't want to dig it in too much today, but prayerlessness is evidence of lack of faith. Prayerlessness is about independent spirit. Prayer is about relying on God. Can I tell you, I'm roughly a very independent person, and I've had to learn to humble the knee to the Lord. Because in pride, I would rather do it my way than his. How about you? So we have to learn to pray. We have to remind ourselves to pray. Because our instant issue is, oh, figure this out. And when we do come and pray, it's usually because we're so overwhelmed by stuff that we can't fix. Have you noticed? Whereas actually if we prayed about it in the middle of our lives, some of that stuff wouldn't be quite as bad as it gets. Because the Lord would speak to us about it before we get there. Because that's what he does. And so we come and we take steps of faith. We act in response to what we believe. James says, faith by itself is dead if it is not accompanied by action. Jesus told us that we would do works that were by faith in him. I wonder when was the last time that you did some faith work? You said, you know what, I'm going to live by faith today. I'm going to see what I can see by faith today. I'm going to speak what I can by faith today. I'm going to prod and push and, and experiment. I'm going to say, well, God, if you're in me, what can change today? Friends, God is looking for people who are faith people and who live by faith today. Peter and John came to the temple once. They were going to church, really. It was church day. It was a time for prayer. They went there often. It was a familiar place to them. And they walked in and out of this temple on many, many occasions. And this particular day, as they walked, a guy said to them, you know, have you got any money? And something happened. And Peter said, said, look at me. See, have you ever noticed that when you don't feel you've got anything to give people, you don't want them to look at you? You know, you look at your shoes, don't you? 
See, you can't tell people about Jesus like this, can you? Can I tell you about Jesus? He said, look at me. And the man looked up at him, eyeball to eyeball, and he said, I haven't got any money. And that was probably true for Peter. Didn't have any cash. Might not be true for us today. That's a different thing. He said, I haven't got any money, but what I do have, I'll give you. I've got Jesus, and he can change your life. How many of us are willing to live by faith for the people around us who haven't got any? Because that's what was happening right there. And all of a sudden, something in him said, you know, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have, I give you. I have Christ, and he can change your life. I have Christ, and he can heal your body. I have Christ, and he can restore your brokenness. I have Christ, and he can bring hope where you are hopeless. I have Christ, and he can pour out his spirit into you and turn your life around. That's what I want to give you. Friends, can you imagine a world where the church was living that kind of faith? In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. And he took him by the hand. Come on. And he yanked him up. And there was that moment when he's thinking, come on, let's be honest. He's thinking, I hope this goes well. And the man started to walk and leap and praise God. Why? Because one, one man of God decided to live by faith. He decided, I'm going to do it. Now, I... I <laughs> Wouldn't it be a great problem to have if you all went out and started pulling people up from the floor? Do you know what I mean? I don't know how that would go. But I'm guessing we need to start somewhere. See, the problem is that's where the fear comes in, isn't it? The fear comes in. I'm no longer a slave to fear on Sundays in church. Man alive, I'm bold. But in life, sometimes I'm not quite so bold. See, faith has to chase away fear. And faith has to say, I don't know what's going to happen here, but I know that I believe in a God who can change things. How many of you know you can't change anybody's life? But you can offer them Jesus. You can offer them hope. I want you to know that God will always defend his name and his honor before people. That's who he is. So we have to come and bring uh, uh, the name of the Lord into our lives and into our circumstances. God acts in response to our faith. I love that story of the, uh, the woman who had been bleeding for so many years, standing in the crowd, looking at Jesus miles away, and thinking to herself, if I can just touch him, I'm going to be healed. And about you, friends? But it's been a while since I saw anybody that desperate for Christ or that aware of his presence. We've got churches that can sing till the cows come home, friends, but we need faith for the power of God to be evident among us because there's a world out there that is desperate to meet with a God who can change their lives. She saw something in Christ and she began to push through the crowd. She began to say, you know what? I don't care what these people think of me. I just want to find Jesus. Sometimes we're so afraid of what people think. We won't even press through for ourselves, will we? And all of a sudden, she comes through. She doesn't even talk to him. She just touches the edge of his clothes. And power begins to flow. Power begins to flow into her body. It says, and she felt in herself that she had been healed. 
Friends, that's the best kind of healing, isn't it? When other people don't have to tell you, but you just know, man alive, something's changing in my life. And all of a sudden, she began to praise God. And Jesus knew that power had gone out of him. Why? Because someone had touched him with faith. I want God in heaven to be disturbed this week because power is going out of him, don't you? I, I, I think God wants that. I think God's up for that. Wouldn't it be great if God on Tuesday went, oh, somebody's believing. Send some power from heaven to change lives. Because faith's rising. See, I don't know about you, but we've got to live by faith. You know, the truth is, friends, to live by faith, some things have to change, don't they? Come on, otherwise it's just, it's just as a nice little heartfelt sermon and we all go, oh, praise God, pastor was lovely today. He, was, he, he meant it today. He wasn't like last week. Or the GS was here last week, the week before. <laughs> it has to be something more, doesn't it? The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I want to say to you, are you living by faith today? Are you living by faith today in who God is? And you and who God is in the world around you? Are you living by faith in what he wants to reveal of himself in your life and in the circumstances of our lives? Jesus said, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the work I have been doing. Why? Because we believe in him. Because we have that sense. I want you to hear today, what kind of people are we? We are the people of faith. We are people who live by faith, not by sight. We believe the message, the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. We live with a different vision. We have faith in what is unseen, not in what is seen. Hey, friends, I want you to say, I want to say to today, Church of God, that will be tested in your life this week. Will you look at what is unseen, not just what is seen? You're going to find yourself in situations where, where you just think, oh, God. You have to look at what is unseen and say, God, I, 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 I'm learning to see a different perspective. I'm learning to see a heavenly uh, purpose. I'm learning to see, God, you're sovereign over my life and my circumstances. I'm trusting you in every situation. I'm learning to respond, to act in response to what we believe. For some of you, that means you're going to have to press through the crowd. For some of you, that means you're going to have to say to someone, I don't have much, but what I have, I'll give you. In the name of Jesus, be healed. In the name of Jesus, be comforted. In the name of Jesus, be strong. I want to minister to you out of the grace of the Holy Spirit and his life today. Are you living by faith or are you just living? God wants us to live by faith today. Perhaps you've never responded to Jesus Christ this morning. Our message to you is that Jesus is the Son of God who loves you and who's made a way for you through giving himself on the cross that you can be saved. Will you come? Will you put your faith in him today? Let's pray, church. Thank you for listening so patiently to the word this morning. I want us to do a couple of things before we close. First of all, our heads about. It might be this morning that you're in church and uh, you've been hearing my word and maybe you're not a follower of Christ today. Uh, maybe it's not really uh, come across your world yet, but as you've heard me speak today, you just are coming to a place of you want to believe in him. Maybe you don't quite believe in him yet, but you want to believe in him. 
I just want to pray for you this morning. If you're saying, yeah, I, I believe in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I, I, I want to get to know him and follow him. And just as our heads are bowed, I just ask you just to slip up your hand and say, Dave, would you pray for me? I, I want to get right with God. If you're here this morning and that's you, just while our heads are bowed, just slip your hand up, please, as we're here in this place. Great, thank you. Praise God. And then I just want to pray for some of us this morning. In a moment, I'm just going to ask us to stand. And uh, I just want to pray for over people this morning before we close our service. Pray especially about this theme of fear. I really felt the Lord drop it into my heart. That God wants to release people from fear today and to release faith in their lives. The Bible says that faith is a gift from God. It comes into our lives by his spirit as we will learn to see what he sees and speak what he is saying. So in just a moment, uh, we're just going to have a piece of music played at the back and I'm just going to ask people just to respond. If that's you this morning, I'm asking you to come and say, Lord, I'm going to live by faith. You know, even some of you are prompted this morning. I believe, as I was preparing this, some of you just know it's not by faith you're living. It's just living. You have faith, but you're not living by faith. And God's calling you sometimes just today to begin to think about taking steps of faith in response to him. It's going to upset some things. It's going to bring a different focus to your life. It's going to cause you to have to live differently. It is, I can't, you know, that's what we signed up for. That's why we're believers and followers of Jesus. It's going to invade some of your, uh, you know, character. And you're going to have to say, well, I believe God's calling me to do something. It's a silver and gold moment. It's going to cause you to depend upon the Lord. It's going to cause you to have to look at some of the things that are deep within him and say, God, I, I need to flow out of you today. I, this, isn't, this isn't something I can just deal with.